This is a HeadGum Podcast. The discussions on Robot Congress are for entertainment purposes and to help correct random people on the internet. Any law discussed is general commentary only and not to be taken as legal advice. Specific facts will always alter the case. Have a problem? Hit the gym and lawyer up. Hello and welcome to Robot Congress. I'm Ryan Morrison. And I'm upset. And, and this week we're going to be talking about Kylie Jenner, the first self-made billionaire. I'm completely Austin Hoffman. Honorary. Hello, Austin Hoffman. Yes. And the girl so nice we invited her twice, Allison Rothman, <laughs> back to talk about everything. Hello, no, Allison Alice. Rothman, back to Talkman. Yeah, we uh, we so Allie told me a long time ago she wanted to do an episode on anti-counterfeiting. That's a lot of what she does at our firm and at her previous jobs, where she works with high fashion brands or or medium fashion brands, I guess any fashion brands, and helps them police the internet and real world physical goods for counterfeit merchandise. And oh she has gosh. very strong opinions on it. We'll we'll get into. <laughs> I had no uh, idea about this. That means contact all those people that make fake website T-shirts and uh, sell them f- and steal them from artists that. That I see on Twitter, and then I buy the originals, and I see people buy the knockoffs, and I feel bad for the artists. Not really. That's more uh, infringing stuff. Speak for yourself. Yes, I do that, Austin. Well, she does do that. <laughs> All right, somebody uh, made an awesome Dungeons and & Dragons and Diners and Drive-Ins shirt that well, got ripped off. <laughs> so this week in the news, we saw Kylie Jenner. Uh, Forbes wrote an article about her about... $900 million, almost the first self-made billionaire in their words. I think we all, just as a society, can agree that Kylie Jenner is the exact opposite of what self-made means. But we'll get into that a little bit more. The That's reason right. We're going to jump- be talking about semantics and the changes to words and how words <laughs> don't mean anything because they can change with society's definitions. Exactly. And the reason this jumped out to me is something I wanted to jump on and with and get Ali involved was I had just read about a month ago, I think maybe a couple months at this point, that Kylie Jenner had seven hundred thousand dollars worth of counterfeit goods found in Los Angeles and that there was animal poop in them. So this is a lip kit that she sells for oh. to uh, low self-esteem women throughout the world. And they, I'm kidding. And she uh, uh. <laughs> and there was just literal pig shit in it. This is rip off purchase on the street kind of stuff or they're selling it in retail stores where people picking this stuff up. This poop Everywhere. kit. Everywhere. I think it's you guys are shocked. And to me, this is an everyday thing. Ryan doesn't see any problem with counterfeit merchandise. I didn't he, say he that. Thinks that just because people can't afford the real thing, they should be able to have cheaper versions. That's not what I said. But I did say, like, it's not like they're killing anyone. And then I got a three hour speech from you about how it's funding terrorism. And I'm literally out there. We can have an entire episode <laughs> on the consequences of selling counterfeit merchandise. No, but I hear you. Let's entire focus episode on the consequences yes, of sure. There is wrong. legitimate. There's fecal matter. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say it with a straight face. But it's like the kind of thing where I can't afford a Rolex. So if I get a Rolex with a little poop on it, yeah, right. (laughs) Right, but the only problem is unless are you licking that Rolex? Oh, you might be licking that Rolex. Some people like Rolex all the time. Yeah. Um, but but in all seriousness, this was actually something you put on your lips and your mouth. Kylie Jenner found out about it. Her and her sister, Kim Kardashian, who is also self-made, um, started doing PSAs and all these announcements on what is counterfeit, how to look out for counterfeit goods. 
et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we have to be uh, aware. Ma- make sure that you're aware, people, that it's not just the one person that's being affected by this poop kit that's putting it on, but because of their sexy counterfeit lips, they're going to be sharing that poop kit with other people. I mean, the second you get a Kylie Jenner poop lip kit, you are so attractive <laughs> that people are going to kiss you. And then before you know it, half of Los Angeles was covered in, in uh, Kylie oh Jenner poop God. lip kits. She just got so jealous that her sister's ass was famous. She needed to get involved in the ass department. <laughs> She's the only Kardashian not famous for her butt, but no longer. Now, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what we did, Austin. That's what happened. (laughs) Um, Okay, so Austin, before we get into anti-counterfeiting and all these fashion lines and how you would protect them, I want you to tell both Allison and myself everything you know about the Kardashians, who their family is, how they relate to each other. Go. I can tell you that I knew about uh, who Kim Kardashian was in that she existed as a person and was famous probably just for being famous. I had no idea that she was related to Kylie Jenner, who I did assume had some relation to the other famous Jenner that uh, I know is a champion of transgender rights. Okay, and do you know who Kim Kardashian dates? Hold on there. Uh, I'm gonna let you finish, but uh, I just gotta say that Kanye is the person that is uh, in a relationship (laughs) or married to. Either way. Uh, the, uh, th- that particular Kardashian. Yeah, he is. Jesus. Uh, okay, and then, great. So Kylie Jenner is half-sisters with Kim Kardashian. They are certainly the two most famous, although they're all famous at this point, except poor, poor Rob. Poor <laughs> Rob. Wait, there's a son somewhere? Yeah, it's got to be unfortunate to be born into a family of four just absolutely supermodel women. I mean, and, there's five of them. Well, there's four supermodel women <laughs> and then and then be the the ugly duckling son. So before we get into anti-counterfeiting, I we do need to discuss this. Forbes is not a nonsense periodical, and they called Kylie Jenner self-made. Am I being a jealous little baby when I say absolutely not? It just she basically got a editor. small loan of a million dollars. It, it just means that they don't have an editor that's keeping an eye out for actual, accurate word use. Like No, I'm, I'm not blaming Forbes. I really, wanted to, I really want well, your they, opinion. Well, they defended themselves. Right. So do you think, do you think Kylie Jenner is self-made? I mean, technically, what? Where, where are your hearts? Absolutely it, not. It's literally yeah. not self-made. She got help from a lot of people. Specifically, she got a lot of help from her mom. She started out in getting her seed money uh, from modeling, and she got that career in modeling from her family celebrity. Right, of course. And, you know, her sister did a sex tape and the rest of them became multimillionaires. My brother, on the other hand, works at Subway. <laughs> and has a sub and has a sex tape? He doesn't give me even free sandwiches. Does he have it's... a Subway sex tape? <laughs> yes. Um, d- Dictionary.com had the, the best tweet about this. They said, self-made, achieving success without help from anyone else. And then it said, use in a sentence. Forbes said Kylie Jenner was self-made. <laughs> Somebody else also had a great tweet about it. They basically said that it's the equivalent of somebody opening up a can of soup and reheating it and claiming that they made soup from scratch. Right. <laughs> Kylie Jenner, I think, is the exact definition of the opposite of self-made. Couldn't no, have had more help from friends and family. That we can absolutely and this say is not that shitting on Kylie. Money. No, yeah. most most people with all those connections and money don't turn it into a billion dollar empire. Like she's still impressive, but no, we're really just flipping time, out over the fact that they said sh- self-made. I changed my mind. I'm going to shit on her. She didn't do anything. She just was born into a rich family, got lip implants, and sold the lip kit, and kids were sucking cups for, like, a year because of it. Remember that, craze? No, I don't. Kids, but... Teenagers were, were destroying their lips and popping all the blood vessels in their mouth because they would take a glass cup 
and then suck into it as hard as they could and leave it there for an hour to get a free version of the Kylie lip kit and make their lips uh, I don't expand. understand at all how that would accomplish Get a cup, I'll show you. Did you do it yourself? Of course I did. Well, I, wanted to, so I wanted to see, they do. My lips are beautiful, but if you suck into a cup, it stays suctioned onto your mouth and it's just like, your lips are feel like they're exploding. I used to do it as a kid because I had a learning disability, but <laughs> these kids do it to try to look like Kylie Jenner. My and there was a lot of pictures. If I kept making that face, if I kept it for an hour, it would stay that way. So does that right. help stays in your face for, for the it, rest of your but life? Literally, yes. You can Google pictures of this. Kids were destroying their faces with it. And it, 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 it's insane. But anyway, I don't think Kylie Jenner did much. But what I was saying awesome before the show, you can't be jealous of Kylie Jenner because at the same time, <laughs> There are, you know, kids born into the worst possible situations in the worst countries in the world. So I, you know, I like to think that we hit the middle lottery pretty awesomely where we live. It's about jealousy. It's not about jealousy. It's just I was about jealous the first time I read it. Like she got born in that family, so she's a billionaire. That's unfair. Forbes defined uh, self-made as uh, anything other than an inheritance. Right. Well, I would say she inherited this I success. Would too. And I don't know how much you know about her actual business model. Now that she has money, her business model is actually really impressive. So yeah, she outsources her. everything. Well, it's pretty incredible. Well, she, hold on. Is she doing it or is her mother, who is her manager, actually doing everything? Supposedly, she has all decision-making authority. She owns 100% of the company and her mom takes 10% like she does with all the kids. Um, her mom's but, an advisor. But, right. I mean, her mom is it probably secretly makes all the decisions, but Kylie owns 100 percent of the company. And it's pretty amazing that she, I think she only staffs like 10 people. She has a third party actually manufacturing um, the cosmetics and uh, all her marketing and advertising is done between her and her family on social media. So she has no overhead and she owns 100 percent of it. And talk about not self-made. I mean, working as an agent, I know how much a tweet from Kim Kardashian would cost. And the fact that Kylie Jenner gets a free one of those constantly with for her line is, you know, all in and of itself worth half the company's value. So, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's one of the silliest things ever written. It's interesting. I it's think crazy. that Forbes had a cool article to talk about this. I mean, I would have never guessed that's what she's worth. But to, to conflate that with self-made, I think, is, you know, a disgusting embarrassment to every success story in America. I think it's, it's just, disgusting and embarrassing that she hasn't hit a billion yet. Honestly, like... She's pathetic. That's Pick why there's the that GoFundMe to get her there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, so I I was really sad when I saw that. But then I realized Fat Jewish did it, who's like the hackiest comedian in the world. He just steal, his job is stealing jokes, basically. Although this is a funny one that he he done. Maybe he's maybe he's evolved since I last <laughs> looked into him. Everyone, yeah, um, everyone has one know, masterpiece also, in them. Yeah. So but no, for those of you who don't know, the Fat Jewish started a GoFundMe to get Kylie from 900 million <laughs> to a billion. But then I got sad again because people actually started donating. I so, mean, they have. What do they have, like 1,900 bucks right now? Yeah, uh, yes, but that's... GoFundMe says that they are trending. <laughs> and, also, and also, like, there's a kid on there who needs $1,900 for a diabetes shot. Like, it's just stupid. Uh, but kudos to Fat Jewish. You, that's our you culture. All right, so, Ali, start from step one. Pretend Austin and I are as intelligent as we are and bring us through. <laughs> we work with a ton of startups here, and we, we a ton of startups listen to this show. You have a good product. Not everything is digital. There still are retail goods, believe it or not. And uh, one of our listeners has a product. They want to put it out there. They want to protect it. And then, oops, they find out that it's being sold on a website for way cheaper than they sell it. And it turns out it's counterfeit. What is step one through hundred there on how to protect it and what they should do? 
Well, look, there are a lot of things that you can do. And I think people are probably familiar with the fact that the law firm here handles all sorts of intellectual property uh, matters. So part of that includes actually registering your copyrights and other forms of intellectual property. But then you say you get to the point, like you mentioned, where you have a product, it's out there, whether it's a video game, whether it is a makeup or beauty product like Kylie's, whether it's a cell phone case. Or, yes, Austin, a Dungeons and Dragons t-shirt, and somebody's selling it either without permission or it's just plain fake. And there are definitely things that you can do. Back before I started working for this law firm, I was working for another one. There are other law firms than the one that Morrison has? No. That none of them exist anymore. Morrison, why have you lied lied to me? (laughs) <laughs> we put them all under, under business. I went to under you for my business? broken leg, and you got me $8, and you said that was the best I was going to get. Because... 98 contingency fee. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty crazy. There's a lot that you can do. You can file lawsuits. You can do civil seizures and raids, which basically means you go out into these stores. And yeah, go through what a raid is, because it's actually... Yeah, people don't think that exists anymore, so... No, they absolutely do. Um, I think, you know, if if you guys are familiar with Canal Street in New York or Santiali in LA, these are hubs for counterfeit merchandise. They're essentially like big swap meets. And they have, there you're on the street and they say, hey, you want a Rolex? And that's not a Rolex, that's a Folex. So <laughs> what we do as lawyers. I had a Bolex growing up. <laughs> there you go, you probably got F-A-U. it on Canal Street. I did, I got, I absolutely, I mean, for those who don't know, I mean, Canal Street in Manhattan is Chinatown. It's where you go to get literally anything you want for four to seven dollars. It's yeah, so you're not uh, going it's there for originals, right? No, of course not. You go there to get the illegal DVDs, the illegal watch, and all the counterfeit stuff you're that's covered in poop, but it legs. works. <laughs> right. The, the cheaper, the more poop. Yeah. So, <laughs> no. so as lawyers, we can we can do things like pop into those stores unannounced and basically take their counterfeit merchandise. Um, oh my God. Wait, you know, wait, actual lawyers do this? Yeah. So, so like Allison here and my business partner Michael. Michael actually had his finger broken at one. They they go in and with they bring a couple of cops or sheriff oh. or whatever. You might we actually have, have to go. Yeah, for, if you're working under copyright, the Copyright Act requires you to take federal marshals with you. We have federal marshals oh from Boston. <laughs> First of all, it's Boston and uh, second of <laughs> all, <laughs> yeah. But in, in all seriousness, they show up with the marshals. They go in there and unannounced, and you just take their stuff. I had no idea that a lawyer would be going to these places. Like, I, I figured you would just get, like, some sort of warrant made up, and then the police would go. No, we have to go. We have to make sure that the marshals and the investigators are complying with the law when they go in there and they take these products. Because it's not just willy-nilly, like I'm kind of making it sound like. But um, there are, of course, requirements and legalities that need to be followed. But, man, you guys should see some of these places and what these dungeons and basements look like and stop saying dungeons to austin you're just giving him <laughs> excuses it, it definitely dungeons, was the dungeons, first dungeons, thing dungeons. <laughs> uh but yeah i mean it's 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 otherworldly you can see photos of some of these raids and some of these re- the recoveries it's it's nuts and then you guys just take the stuff out and light it on fire right we send it out to uh, a yard yeah, yeah i mean literally though that they don't 
they don't like send it to a third world country. It no, just gets lit up. Well, it's kind of like when you get a drink made at like a uh, Jamba Juice and, you know, it's made wrong. They're not going to send it to a third world country. They just throw it out, even though I would take <laughs> both drinks. Completely waste Com- no, complete, I... an, an, uh, the, the analogy couldn't have been better, Austin. It's... Although, realistically, I go to Tropical Smoothie Cafe, not Jamba Juice. <laughs> Thank you. What do you get when you go there? Oh, uh, I, well, I love anything that's green and citrusy. Uh, so they have an island, uh, an island something that it's been a while. It's had, so I love pineapple yeah. and spinach. So uh, anything that has that kind of stuff in there. Ooh, or a triple berry oat smoothie. That's also really good. <laughs> what else do you like, Austin? Just things in life, not I, even food. Well, specific, I mean, we're still on food. So pineapple, sushi. <laughs> oh, I, I, I Together? love Together? But no, 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 no. Oh, uh, sometimes. Uh, well, they pineapple often, in your sushi. Well, more often you'll get like mango in sushi, which I, I I like. Also, cream cheese in sushi is really good. Certain certain rolls. What else we can do? No. <laughs> Pakistani food. Uh, street meat, curry. I love. You I, went I, from like, sushi to Pakistani food. Uh, listen. When I broke my diet last week, I had sushi and I had Pakistani food. That those were those were my two cheats. Hey, uh, whatever works. Yep. Which is just knockoff halal, guys, right? Speaking yeah, of knockoffs. Well, speaking of knockoffs. Speaking of knockoffs. <laughs> way to bring us back. Back to what I was saying, <laughs> So obviously we can do that in person, but we can also do it online. So that's what I used to do in my previous life. And then I was actually a private investigator for a little while where I was. Like Sherlock Holmes? You were exactly. Pri- well, well, no, like uh, Holmes. Sherlock Holmes was a consulting detective. But, uh, oh. but <laughs> uh, Allie, wait, Allie, were you a consulting detective? I was a little more like Jessica Jones. Ooh. So you were mind controlled by no, an let's evil. Let's not go into Jessica Jones. I only saw the first season. I don't know what happened. Well, I, uh, yeah, no, uh, Allie, what did you do as a private investigator? Because now I'm interested in this. Yeah, so like I told you, we worked a lot with them as lawyers, um, and basically what they do is we send them a case and we send them a target. And they investigate to see whether they're actually selling counterfeit merchandise. They do undercover purchases. Um, Cyber sleuths. They are cyber sleuths. Like O'Connor and I were actual private eyes for a while. <laughs> we took the test in New York. Right, but you never got certified. Doesn't matter. We took yes, the test took in New test York. You could tell that to people. Say, yeah, so I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a private eye, just so you know. I'm a real uh, hard boiled gumshoe, is what you might say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's super fun, actually. And so. I mentioned, you know, the raids that we did on Canal Street and in other brick and mortar stores, but you can do the same thing essentially online. So, you know, Austin, when you see those Dungeons and Dragons t-shirts, <laughs> send them my way. Well, don't, because Austin has no standing. He doesn't own that. He's just an idiot. Well, no, you uh, understand. People complain about it on the Twitters uh, because they're like, hey, my stuff's being stolen. Or I, I'm, any Facebook pages that I see that are that have like, fit, you know, uh, rip off artwork for t-shirts yes, mostly t-shirts that's how we get a lot of that's our right targets, tattletales so. they're called in the business i mostly uh, have a t-shirt problem okay but ali let's say you can't afford an investigator you can't afford a lawyer off the bat just initially and you notice someone is knocking off the stuff you're selling at your business and selling it elsewhere uh you know we work with a lot of people who sell oils and fragrances and things and it's very easy to put liquid in a bottle and use our guys labels and pretend it's that what do they do to try to stop that? What What is like move number one? I mean, practically speaking, nowadays, most websites have their own internal tools for reporting any sort of intellectual property infringement. But so, the you wheels know, of justice on... turn very slowly when they're on a website. <laughs> Not usually, actually. They're quicker. I mean, they're quicker than any courtroom. That if the web, Depending on the website. Some websites uh, are super happy to take down knockoffs and others that's their business. Like Redbubble yeah. will take the screen, right? It all, yeah, it also depends. A lot of the websites like Redbubble or, you know, eBay and other place market and other, sorry, marketplace. 
And then, okay, so it, it actually sounds, we get a lot of questions about this stuff, about how to protect their lines and everything else. Of course, the answer is always trademark and copyright your stuff so you have the ability to police it. But the beauty of having that stuff is the, pol the policing part of it isn't so difficult. Yes, when you're Rolex level, you'll need an entire enforcement team. But for the startups and people that listen to this as a rule, I know I'm sure the king of Rolex listens, of course. But uh, for most <laughs> the of the king of Rolex, the king of Rolex is made out of one giant the Rolex. Rolex. Crown, okay. <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, the, the you know for most people listening to this, if you take care of your stuff the right way, you copyright it, you trademark it. Uh, you can police it by yourself most of the time. And if you get a little bigger and you need help, there's absolutely private investigators like Ali used to work with or law firms like we are now that can help you with it. Uh, or right. you can just follow Kim Kardashian's social media because she's teaching you how to spot anti-counterfeit. Yeah, but it's a double-edged sword, you know? Like, we advise clients on this all the time. Kim has actually been using her own social media, her Snapchat and her, her Twitter, I believe, to um, release basically PSAs for anti-counterfeiting. And she's even gone a step further, um, which in my eyes as a lawyer is a little bit risky, but she's been teaching her fans how to actually identify counterfeit products for there you know for both problem with that right i mean if, if well, here's the problem it's great for the fans but all you're really doing is giving away your trade secrets and teaching the counterfeiters how to make better counterfeits like here's where we will always put a trademark so if it's not there it's fake oh well now i'm a counterfeiter right. and i know that you or the packaging you is bubblegum not right and at you, the end of the day you know you're not going to stop people from buying counterfeit goods canal street's not going to go out of business tomorrow we're going to torrent uh, music and we're going to actually you know what's funny i pay for music that's that's a different thing from from why 10, do you pay for music years. when spotify exists do you not pay for spotify fair but is that what you mean Yes, I pay, well, I don't pay Spotify. I, I do uh, I do Google Play Music because that includes my YouTube Red. As right, but you're not buying discussed. a track. No, but I am paying for music. Anymore. Wait, Austin, follow up on this from like a year ago. Did you become a YouTube police partner or whatever the hell it was? Oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, uh, no, I did not. Okay, Sorry. good follow up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really didn't care. Honestly, not. yeah, honestly, once a week, let's just do an update on your YouTube. What was it called? YouTube, YouTube program where heroes. you're supposed to like rat up. It was, I think yes. it was YouTube heroes. Every week we're going to have an Austin YouTube hero update. You know, they also have they also have Google like guides and they always and they keep trying to get me to be a Google guide because they it's because you do so many of those stuff. surveys. They know that you'll do anything they ask you. No, I won't do anything they ask me because you like literally don't get anything for anything else. Yeah, no, YouTube Heroes was people to rat out other people's infringing videos or translate them. Yes. Or and, to, yeah, you made, uh, what's it called, subtitles for them. Right. And Austin, you once did a 45-minute survey for $3.50. So Google it's knows that you... not a 45-minute survey. I do these Google surveys all the time because they pay for my Google Play Music. I get like, like 10 to 40 cents a pop. You get like one or two of them a day, and they ask, hey, where have you been recently? And it gives me a list of places, and one of them's Verizon. One of them's no, like they're, they're tracking him to, to advertise to him, and we did an episode on this. And, and I, I have urge... said that I appreciate good advertising. You know I... all, the, all the artistic talent is going nowadays? You were the so reason Big Brother is going to kill us. Years. It's going to advertising because that's where the money is. Because artists, they're going to starve to death unless they start working in advertising to okay. feed the machine. Either way, Austin, I don't think there's a single thing you own that is not counterfeit or infringing. What do and I Allison have spends her entire life fighting them. Tisk, tisk. Your entire you don't own a single T-shirt that's licensed. No, but I make sure that I get them from the artist directly at least. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> also, okay, they're, they're, they're transformative. <laughs> 
They're called mashup shirts. Okay, so you're basically saying as long as you can find the counterfeit direct, the counterfeiter directly, you can buy your your your. Poop so long block. as I can find the person that made the art that I appreciated, I am proud to be a patron. So long as I don't get in trouble about it. So okay, then then let's start there. What is the difference between that and buying directly from a counterfeiter your poop gloss? Because poop gloss <laughs> was made by somebody else, and then they literally just so are these artists stealing intellectual property and creating a T-shirt. First of all, most of the things that they make are not intellectual property because they're scared of uh, like they like the the things that are trademarked oh, in these instances. All right. Well, actually, I can't. We've been doing it, this I, for two years, Austin. I can I can defeat my own arguments with this. However, <laughs> uh, all right, and I have to pick my job off the floor. Yeah, Austin. First off. Everything ever created is intellectual property. It might be infringing, it might not, but you own Fallout t-shirts that are not licensed by Bethesda. Uh, they're smash-up t-shirts. And not some all of them, them are Bethesda products. Okay, go through a smash-up, and I want Allie to explain if it's okay or not. All right, that's probably totally not. All right, so uh, <laughs> this is, I actually can't think of one off the top of my head of what I have. Oh, okay, I can, but I don't like it. Uh, so there's a... <laughs> There's a Rick and Morty Fallout mashup T-shirt, so it, they so they look like Rick and Morty, but they're in Fallout like clothes, and they have a uh, I don't know other like oh are you sure is it are, wait, it, isn't it transforming two things into one new thing? All right, so but as as much as Austin is joking, like a lot of people think that most time when when people see a mashup T-shirt or other thing, they say okay yes it's two original IPs, but They've been mashed together, so it's transformative, and now it's fair use. I'm infringing on two separate things together. That means that they're <laughs> new, and they can't be infringing. But you believe that, so I want, and so do a lot of people. All right, so, but Allison, I buy, like, my shoes on Amazon and my shirts on Amazon. I and buy I, all of my clothing on Amazon. Seriously. If it come in time, I'm naked. And I just assume that the Nike, and this is true, I'm not even, like, doing a bit for the show. I assume if it's a Nike logo on Amazon, then... Amazon's not going to let fake Nike on the website. I like is how that... when you're funny, it's a, it's not, it's a bit. But when I'm funny, well, like, you, no, I'm... I'm saying I'm not feigning ignorance like you actually have all the time. <laughs> waka waka. But, but, I, like, I really don't know. I, because I, I don't do what you do all the time, Allie. So the with Amazon, do they police it themselves? Like, is a Nike shoe on Amazon a Nike shoe? We could have an entire episode on Amazon and the issues that they're facing. And this is that episode we're talking about. We'll take the week long episode and boil it down into about 45 seconds. The on answer Amazon. is no. Um, oh, wait. Absolutely not. Amazon is trying to do certain things like they have a brand registry program. That's the name of their program, which basically allows trademark holders and intellectual property holders to um, register their brand and, you know, they have kind of an automated process of, of taking down infringing and counterfeiting merchandise. Um, but it's still the onus is still on the on the rights holder. Um, and Amazon is super complicated because for those of you who shop on Amazon, I think, you know, that, um, you know, the the authentic brand who has sometimes their own store on Amazon um, allows third parties to sell using the same exact ad. You yeah. know what I mean? And the same site. It's like, oh, you can get this item from a different seller for less money. Exactly. But they're based on the same ad, so they're using the same stock image. All right, so Ali, we we you've definitely gotten into this, and I know you're super passionate about not allowing counterfeit goods out there. Admittedly, I'm a little more lax about it. I don't. And think I can they're only all... make jokes about things. Right. And I mean, we've you know we've all dabbled with that, even either intentionally or accidentally. It's a way bigger problem than any of us realize. But 
you know, go through the spiel about why you should not be buying counterfeit goods. They're not all written with poop like we're joking about. So what is the actual dangers that of allowing this to be so rampant? Yeah, I mean, real talk, I, you know, it's is it the end of the world if you wear a fake Rolex watch? No. But actual dangers come into play when you're talking about products that go on your skin or products that you ingest into your body. Um, or that you kiss as- people with. Exactly. Kiss people with poop. No, I mean, I, I look, I, I clearly understand that not everybody can afford a Louis Vuitton bag or a Rolex. Do I think that that entitles you to a cheaper fake version? No, there's a lot of harm that can be done to, um, you know, to the brands when you buy or people sell fake lower quality merchandise. Um, their reputation is severely damaged. I mean, beyond that, there's there are a lot of dangers that are associated with counterfeit merchandise, you know, beyond luxury goods or consumer goods. Let's talk about products that you put on your skin or you ingest in your body. So, you know, for example, the Kylie lip kit, you're talking about beauty products that you put on your face or prescription- the one that scared me. You've talked. Oh, you exactly. The one yeah. that scared me. You've talked about is prescription drugs. I hadn't even realized how rampant that was. Uh, and again, you know, I can play devil's advocate and say a lot of prescription drugs are way too expensive. And if you have a test kit and you can make sure that it's legit, I get it. This is not a test kit. Right, but you want to make sure that you're not getting rip-off drugs that are- I am not pro-counterfeit. I'm just saying I understand the, the reality around these things and why they might exist. Of course. Of course there are reasons why they exist, but you have to be aware of the dangers. And I think that's part of what, you know, I do in my job. And that's what we do as a firm. You know, you want to make sure that people are aware. And we don't even have to get into the part that you yell at me about when I tell you <laughs> what what these products and what these sales of counterfeit merchandise goes to fund. I just feel like when you, when you and I, I believe you and I know it's true, but it's, every time somebody tells me it funds terrorism, all I can think about is that D.A.R.E. commercial from when we were kids where it's like, every time you smoke a joint, Al-Qaeda is going to kill your mom. It's like, <laughs> no. And I, and I always think of, you wouldn't download a car. Right. But it, but it is true. I mean, like a lot of terrorist groups make their money through counterfeit goods, I drugs, et cetera. Yeah, they don't pay taxes. They're not, you know, they're not contributing to society. For sure. There are a lot of harms that can be caused from That's why generic brand right. Fruit Loops exist, because if you can't <laughs> afford, you know, actual brand name Fruit Loops, you can buy the Fruit Loops that come in the bag, not the box. And but that's not counterfeit. Again, no, like, they're just generic brand. Yeah. So, Ali, what is the difference between a counterfeit and an infringing product? Like my yeah, T-shirts. A lot of people use the words interchangeably, but they're actually very different in the eyes of the law. So, I mean, short answer is every single counterfeit is an infringement. Not every infringement is a counterfeit. So counterfeit. That's deep. And that is as deep as I get. <laughs> That's as deep as you get. Okay. <laughs> Every, so a, a counterfeit is essentially um, an exact copy of a product that already exists. So you're making uh, a watch with the Rolex crown on it. It's a fake Rolex. That's a counterfeit. But if you're making, you know, for example, a pair of shoes with the Rolex crown, that's an infringement because that's not a product that Rolex actually makes. What if it's a watch they don't make? That's still a counterfeit because it, it is uh, in the class of goods of, of you know, under the USPTO. It, it, I can't speak English. United States Patent and Trademark Office. And as we've learned on this show before, trademarks are broken up into classes of goods. So This show is so cool and informative. That's right. Rolex has a trademark in watches but not shoes. And I'm not saying that definitively. They might probably have a trademark in everything at this point. But that that is what we're saying, that if it's in the same class of goods, it's a counterfeit. And – if, if it's outside, it's infringing for using the trademark or, or 
maybe the copyright or whatever it might be. You're putting you're putting the LV on a handbag. It's a counterfeit. You put LV on a car. Hold on, Austin. What does LV stand for? <laughs> uh, I, I have a fiance. I know it's Louis Vuitton. <laughs> Austin for the win. I'm blown away. All right, final thoughts, Allie. Wow us. Don't put poop on your face. <laughs> Austin. Uh, I hate reading about celebrity culture. Yeah, this bummed me out. This whole thing bummed me out. Uh, but hey, check back next week and we'll be talking about urine products. <laughs> but you uh, know what? I hate reading about it, but apparently I enjoy talking about it to this point. So you can – that'll do it, right? You yeah, that'll do it. Kylie yeah, that totally does it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you can follow – would you say you can follow Kylie Jenner? Yeah. Yeah, you can follow Kylie Jenner at Mr. Ryan Morrison. You can follow <laughs> Austin at Robot underscore Austin. I'm just and, Robot Austin, actually. Oh, yeah. You can follow the show at Robot underscore Congress. Congress. How long have we been doing this and I don't know our Twitter handles yet? Well, you, uh, know, the other, you know them. It's just – we had a break. It's all right. And you can follow, you follow Allison Rothman at A-L-I Rothman. All right, beautiful. We will see you next week. Good night. That was a headgum podcast. It's a fine three master, thin like a bird. Heave ho, aim spirente. Old captains parfitos never said a hard word as we sail all our troubles away. Hold fast to the helm. Hold fast to the wind, heave ho, aim spirente. Andra's grace, or we'll all be skinned as we sail down the dead fireway. You're still an idiot. <laughs> they say in the dead fire the luminous grows, heave ho, aim spirente. And so that's where our brave ship goes to make our fortunes one fine day. Keep going. Hold Allie's fast back. to the helm. Hold fast to the wind. Heave ho. Aim spirente. Andra's grace or we'll all be skinned as we sail down the dead fireway. One more. She just put the earphone in. Hold fast to the course, hold fast <laughs> to the waves, heave ho, aim spirente. If we don't wind up in salty graves, we'll come back to Spirento one day. What is that? Uh, it's the uh, Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire, the sea shanties, because you get a ship, and so while you're sailing around, it starts playing these sea shanties, and I love them so much. I got a thing for sea shanties, too. <laughs> Why do you make you sound sexual? <laughs> because you can sing these. They, they, they are meant to be sung while you're performing acts of um, athleticism. I wonder if Allie and Austin sat down for three hours, if they could find one single common interest. <laughs> <laughs> we just did. Sea shanties. Sea shanties I do awesome. always come in and Allie's just chanting she, sea shanties. <laughs> oh, um, my God. Okay, I'll reset it up. Uh... Are you ready? Farewell to you, Defiance <laughs> Bay. Farewell to Hayo Murdoch. Heave away, Melandry. He literally Heave just does this shit away. so he can put something after the credits as, like, special features. And no one likes it, and everyone <laughs> wants the podcast set. <laughs> I just want it over. Speakers to record. Oh, that's... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, were oh. you not recording? No, I'm recording. Oh, good, because you should actually cut all that and put it after the credits. <laughs>